Nancy got that purple drink. What is purple drink, really? Is it is it cough syrup? Mm. It's cough syrup, right? Yeah. Of some Jake, sort. Jake, you don't know? Maybe. I thought it was just like grape pop or something. It's a gallon of PCP. Purple drink. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I had a memory pop up on Facebook. <laughs> it was like on this day, 10 years ago, somebody at on my college campus, I was just walking down the street to the fucking Catholic house Mm -hmm. and this dude was sitting on the back of his car and he was like hey do you do pcp and i was like what (laughs) no does does anybody do pcp and then i was like well this is funny now yeah and uh one of the comments on it was like i didn't know it came in liquid form (laughs) (laughs) and someone was like yeah you can smoke it snort it inject it whatever and i was like what it's from whitest kids you know okay purple drank codeine and promethe Promethazine cough syrup. I could have swore it was just grape pop. Lean, also known as purple drink and scissorp, is a mixture of codeine, cough syrup, soda, and hard candy. Hmm, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, it is among the <laughs> prescription opioids that cause addiction. Okay, anyways. Um, I had no idea scissorp was a drink. <laughs> scissorp, what is that from? Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's like a G6. By Far East Movement. Sipping scissor in my ride. Oh, is that what they say? I think it's in a bunch of songs because there's one that I'm thinking of that I can't actually remember. I know I'm like going through the rest of the lyrics (laughs) in my head. Happy President's Day. Okay. Wait, aren't you supposed to buy a mattress today? (laughs) I was going to say, I'm going to buy a mattress mattress day. (laughs) Today's the day. Happy Mattress Day. Hooray. You guys know Dave Thompson, Mm -hmm. who forever from this point on will be known as. He who shall not be named because um, specifically after we recorded the last couple of episodes where we mentioned him by name. Yeah. I came into work and he was like, "Ooh, don't ever mention me by name on the podcast. okay?" And I was like, yikes. Oh, man, we've already done that a lot. Um, uh, You clearly haven't listened to all of our episodes. And I was like, we specifically mentioned you following him. What's up? By name. No, but he is the most generic name ever. Yeah, I mean, if you Google Dave Thompson, do you know how many men will just come up in your search engine? Gross. So many. I know. It's gro- it is gross. Isn't that the... Oh, that's Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy. <laughs> that's what, I, that's I what Jake said. that same mistake <laughs> two episodes back. Anyways, uh, happy President's Day. We are recording this episode on the one-year anniversary of our podcast. Hooray! That's today? Yeah. Today... And you said happy President's Day. Bitch! Well, it will be President's Day when this comes out, which is February 21st. Oh. Um, But we're recording it on February 15th, which is when our podcast launched last year. Aw. And since then... We're old. Yeah. I mean, as of this February 15th, we're closing out the year with 14,100 plays, which is I haven't looked at the stats in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I I did some math and some averages, and it's it's about 38 plays or 38 downloads per day which is really cool because a podcast is long format you know people are listening for an hour or more most times so to have 38 people that's people are listening for 38 hours a day there's only 24 hours in a day so that's pretty cool that's quite (laughs) a feeling it (laughs) thank you i'll be here for another 45 minutes you You better be here for longer we have more (laughs) shit to record oh yeah never mind i'll be here longer i swear to god if you walk out of here in 45 minutes i'm going to lose it (laughs) Uh, did you guys do anything fun for Valentine's Day last Monday? Nope. Taxes. Yeah, we did our taxes and then we got some poke bowls and I came home and went to sleep because I'm sick. 
That's fun. I went to the Kroger bar. I texted Jake. Jake did not give a shit. I was busy. You were busy? Oh. What were you doing? Uh, I was writing this fucking episode we're going to do here. <laughs> I was trying to finish that shit up. Oh, Aretha and, Franklin? Uh, yeah. I had to run to the store. And I was actually just at Kroger probably right before you got there. Did you eat some steaks? And, uh, no, I had to get some uh, uh, some Doritos and Dude Wipes. Ew. Gross. <laughs> For your diapers. <laughs> grossest combo of shit. That's fucking disgusting. Did you go up to the cash register with that in your hands? Like, and yeah. the cashier looked at you and was like, Ugh. No, I go to sell checkout. Okay, <laughs> As good. to not be judged harsher. Yeah. I, I, harsher? Harsher. That's, that's how I get my lube and uh, cucumbers. Okay. <laughs> at the same time. Um. Anyways. Yeah, I went to the, there's a, there are certain Kroger grocery stores that have bars in them in the cheese section. Just beer bars. It's beer and wine. Oh, yeah. And they had the Fireball, too. Really? Yeah, they had a whole shitload of little That's, mini bottles. I wonder, are they mixing it with something? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't attempt to purchase that. I was. So trying. did you get That's food too? No, wow. I mean, I just went up and they had a beer flight and a wine flight, and it was cool because you get to try the all the craft stuff that they have. Mm-hmm. They have like a build your own six pack thing too, yeah. and you can get yep. any of those beers and try them out first. So I've been a fan of their uh, their their little cheese counter thing because yeah. I'll go up there and and just pick something random that's on sale just to try it mm-hmm. and it's worked out cheese pretty counters good. right next to it you could buy your fucking cheese bring it to the bar and then yeah. eat it there well they got the sushi bar too you can go get sushi and yeah. eat it up uh, up at the bar i love kroger sponsor us um but yeah so the the kroger bar was cool you can do a little flight everything's really inexpensive and nice. they had figure skating on which we mentioned last week is the reason why i was born so i was sitting there on valentine's day at the kroger bar watching figure skating and i was like what a great time to be alive so thanks kathleen thanks kathleen and brian boitano and brian boitano <laughs> with his fat ass in tights we did uh we did share a happy conception day greeting yesterday nice anyways Jake, go ahead. Ah, who are we? Why are we here? What are we doing? That's your job Why to tell Why are you guys us. listening to us? Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Yes. What, Cotton Eye Joe? I can't do that <laughs> Oh, song. shit. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize Yes. That. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake for now. Uh, and we've got Cassie and Alex it. over here. He's going to change his name. He's going to leave us. No. In 45 Ooh. minutes. Yeah. Oh, don't do we it. we got a few Wait, minutes it's left. Like, yeah, it's we should probably now. get rolling on this. <laughs> Stop we have talking. 35 <laughs> minutes before he leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know who wants to read this. This is about Chester Bennington, who had a cyber stalker. And uh, Chester Bennington is somebody that we're going to cover. He's from Lincoln Park. You guys all know. You should all know Lincoln Park. But um, he's somebody that we're going to cover in the future. Maybe next season. Um, and that was requested initially by Dave G. We have a lot of Daves who listen to the show. Don't worry, he who shall not be named. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Dave G. Coming from college. Me in the eyes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> who I'm flashing you in the eyes? Yeah, <laughs> with your tits. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we will cover him eventually, Dave. Don't worry. Um, but this comes from Rock Celebrities Dat Cam, and uh, it's by Malik Nurpurvan. Do we have a definition of cyber stalker? I've never heard of that before. What, I guess are you, are you serious? Just not on the stalking on strictly on the internet. Yeah, like hacking into your shit and stalking all oh, your ha- accounts well, and stuff. Okay, all right. I thought it was just like like picking on them online or something. It's like I just mean, kind of harassment and bullying. Kind of. So we'll get into it. Uh, do you want interesting? Do you want to read it or do you want to read it, Cassie? I can read it. Okay, unless Jake wants to. I I don't care. We can all fight right. over it. Jake, you read it. Okay. <laughs> 
You get the next one, Cass. <laughs> oh. Awesome. All right, here we go. Although late Lincoln Park frontman Chester Bennington is often remembered for his successful... Are you all right over there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm reaching for my twisted tea and I slammed into my microphone. <laughs> I ju- we just adjusted that. I the know, other but now it's like in a weird spot and it's not the... It's, I, it was I'm in not, a weird spot last time. I know, time, I'm not it? used to maneuvering around it in this direction. <laughs> okay, right, you can, sorry, go ahead. Start over. Although late Linkin Park frontman Chester Bennington is often remembered for his successful music career as he has been credited as one of the greatest rock vocalists of his generation. Deep breath. Yes. He also had a personal life that was under the radar of the public eye due to his worldwide fame. While many musicians have suffered from stalkers due to their highly popular private life, uh, Bennington had a much more unpleasant experience with a cyber stalker. The person didn't only mess with the rocker, but they also scared his wife to Linda Bennington with cryptic emails. Let's take a look. Holy shit, that's scary. Wait till you get mm. to some of the stuff that they yeah. were saying. It was really, it's really weird. I, I went through so many fucking articles to find one that was appropriate amounts of detail from their perspective mm-hmm. like there were some that were strictly from the court case perspective and they didn't really go into what chester and talindo had experienced they only looked at the court case it all began when talinda bennington checked her email uh, like any day back in march 2006 she saw a message from an unfamiliar address saying i'm very happy for you and chester while it could have been a regular email from a fan, it also included a link to a website run by Chester's ex-wife, Samantha. As she's married to a rock star who has millions of fans all around the globe, Talinda didn't initially care about the email since it could have been from an obnoxious fan. However, things started to get weird when the Benningtons heard from an old friend who had received a similar cryptic email on April 6th. That's Clint's birthday. Yeah, well, happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. My dad. That came up in a recent episode. It Why are you telling me that? Like, I don't know one. your dad's name. Clint. Well, maybe the people don't. They should, though. Oh. They should know who he is. This time, the email had an address of informant underscore four underscore you at yahoo.com. The friend they heard from had dated Talinda years before, and the email he received was related to their relationship. When Chester Bennington was out of town, she got another message from the same address. It was a rather disturbing email as the person who sent it knew that Talinda Bennington was home alone. That's creepy. Mm. Couldn't they just have known that there was like Lincoln Park tour dates at that point? Do we know that it was a tour date though? They didn't say that. They just said right. he was out of town. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Mm, yeah. People so. are creepy. They just know. So the email follows. I know you're going through a hard time being alone. My thoughts and prayers are with you. For a very long time, the creepy emails kept coming. The stalker took things a little further and started calling Chester Bennington without making any sound when he picked up. Mm, The calls kept coming for a long time until Chester called back the number on caller ID, only to find out it was a switchboard operator in New Mexico. He's covering his tracks there. The stalker got the Bennington's friends involved as they started receiving messages allegedly coming from Talinda. Moreover, Lincoln Park's head of security, Bruce Thompson, even got an email from someone pretending to be Talinda. The emails were coming from a Yahoo account she hadn't used in months. God damn. Uh, the stalker who knew everything about the Benningtons took things a little further when he, uh, they tried to change Talinda and Chester Bennington's passwords to their personal accounts. That's when they contacted a former Secret Service agent named Konstantinos Gus Dimitrilos to work on the case. After a year of being threatened, stalked, and scared by the cyber stalker, Chester and Talinda Bennington found the person. It was a woman named Devon Townsend who eventually was sentenced to two years in prison 
as she was found guilty of tampering with the couple's email and other personal information, as well as sending threatening messages. Here is some information. This is by David Kushner. It is on Wired.com. Uh, the article is called Lincoln Park's Mysterious Cyber Stalker. In 2006, someone took control of the cell phone, email, and PayPal accounts of Talinda and Chester Bennington. So they started, like, changing all of their passwords for their Verizon account and, like, all of their shit. And then they would log on to their accounts and they would have these emails that, like, oh, you changed your password. They were like, what the fuck? No, I didn't. So they hired the, they said he's a Joe Pesci lookalike. <laughs> the uh, former Secret Service agent. Uh, he covers fraud, identity theft, and assisting local law enforcement with forensics. So he was able to pull up the IP address that kept popping up from all of these emails um, tracing this shit. And um, it was coming from Sandia National Laboratories, which is one of the Department of Energy's three nuclear weapons research facilities in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hmm. So he was like, what in the shit? Because he used to work for the government. So that was like... Why is this coming from Sandia? And um, the thought of somebody inside a top secret nuke lab spending their days stalking a rock singer was ludicrous. He figured it must be a hacker who was using Sandia, a Sandia machine as a proxy to protect their own IP address and identity. But that was not actually the case. So Dimitrilos tracked down Devin Townsend, tracked her down to her MySpace page, which revealed her to be a 27-year-old single mother of an infant son. She lived with her own mom in Albuquerque and was a self-described computer nerd who liked grilled cheese sandwiches, hated applesauce, and took pride in being a parent. Uh, <laughs> that was her Facebook page? That was her MySpace page. Keep oh, in mind, this is 2006. Yeah, okay. Um... How do you hate applesauce? Yeah, what a dumb bitch. Just kidding. (laughs) So they were able to get a formal confession from Devin Townsend as the lead investigator on the case. Dimitrelos would conduct the interview that would later be used by the U.S. Attorney's Office. They asked her, do you know the band Linkin Park? She said, yeah, I know them. I'm wearing their jacket. (laughs) She confessed to all this stuff. And I believe it was two years in in jail for cyber-stalking him. And her whole reason, she said... Uh, is that she was bored. Her job at Sandia took about half an hour a day. Damn, I want that job. And she was looking to pass the time. Uh, Uh, She loved Lincoln Park, particularly Chester. She said she wanted to be part of what he is. In some of her emails, Townsend had told the Benningtons that she was trying to shield them from any bad information or emails that may be coming their way. She's literally the one who is putting them in distress. So um, eventually she was fired. Obviously. And then yeah. she had to go to jail. Getting weird emails from people. I think like the the part where it started to get super weird is when their friends started coming to them and saying that they were also getting these weird emails from Talinda. Yeah, that's even You hacked the old worse. email. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, they pass, get all that information, their, their like email Chester addresses one. to other people. That's a good point, Cassie. The password was very fucking stupid. Because <laughs> the, whole, the whole way that she was able to get access, Chester Bennington's middle name is Charlie... And so when he was coming up with a password for it, it was like his email account or his PayPal account. He just was like, Charlie. And that's it. And that is why you have to have a capital letter, a lowercase letter, a number, and the fucking symbol. Because people like Chester Bennington made their password Charlie and uh, got hacked and cyber stalked. Make sure that password is legit like ours. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> Perfect. That's <laughs> great. You forgot it. Yeah. I mean, it's literally. I, I've had to ask I, you like 10 times. It's, yeah. It's just I've not given sticking. it to Victoria who made our website a million times and she can't remember it. And like, it's the easiest password ever in my opinion, but that's because I made it. So, <laughs> yeah. 
It's not easy. Don't try and hack us. You'll fucking lose. It has nothing to do with PCP. It might have something to do with PCP. It does not. You'll never know. That being said, uh, you can send us an email. It could be creepy. It could be cryptic. We will accept it. Just don't hack us. Yeah. Don't try to guess our password. But you can email us at deathbypodcastteam at gmail.com and tell us, you know, fun stuff. How, how do you feel today? Let us know. How was your President's Day? How was your mattress? Did you buy a new one? Did you rotate yours? Have you changed your sheets? Uh, think about it. Yeah, think about doing that. <laughs> Jake, when's the last time you changed your bed it's, sheets? It's been months. One week. Oh. <laughs> it's been. He's the bare naked lady. I think lady. I washed them last year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jake, are you serious? You're a part of that uh, article I? that I saw that was like, most Americans confess to only washing their sheets once a year. And I was like, who the hell? Well, I mean, they get greasy after a while. Ew. God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> All right. Um, I need to go shower again. Please find us in our Facebook group. It is Death by Music Podcast fans. Follow us and uh, let us know the last time that you washed your sheets. I hope it was recent. If not, do it today and probably buy a new mattress, especially if it's greasy. Ugh. <laughs> Um, get a mattress cover. I'm absorbed I'm, all the dead skin cells, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. and you're gonna, make I'm gonna throw up. Throw up. Okay. Um. Yep. Yeah, thanks for listening. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday for part one of. Oh, it could be the only part. I don't fucking know at this point. Aretha Franklin. That's coming out. Um. Yeah. Rest in peace. Bye. Later. Change your sheets. No. Blech. by demons at demons band on instagram artwork by mike johnson writing and production by cassie gardner alex motler and jake